I'm Carolyn. And I'm Bethany. And we are Sisters in Song. Today we have a fabulous guest joining us. We have Miss Garrison Starr. We wanted to take a few minutes to introduce Garrison. She scored her first hit with 1997's acclaimed Superhero, then went on to release 15 solo albums and tour with Melissa Etheridge, Mary Chapin Carpenter, and Lilith Fair. Star songs appeared on countless TV shows like Grey's Anatomy and Pretty Little Liars. She even collaborated with close friend Margaret Cho on a comedy album and podcast. Star made a name for herself as a musician in Los Angeles in the 1990s. She still found herself trying to meet others' expectations, pigeonholed by the narrow expectations of female singer-songwriters and never one who was afraid to speak her mind. She grew consumed by her anger. She even abandoned her first love, the acoustic guitar. Star says, I kind of lost myself trying to work from the outside in, you know? Like trying to figure out what people wanted from me instead of figuring out what it is that I wanted to say. By the time she self-released Amateur in 2012, she was convinced her time as a performer was over. She had always prided herself on writing her own material, a fact driven in part, she admits, by her own insecurities. Looking to open a new chapter on her life, she decided it was a time to work behind the scenes. She threw herself into songwriting collaborations and a new role penning songs for other artists. Having learned to exercise her creative muscles once more, she discovered a voice that was distinct and powerful, Garrison Starr's voice. And we're going to pick her brain about all things music. So we would love to know how you got your start in music. Oh, hey guys. Um, Well, let's see. I had been playing out since, let's see, I got my first record deal in 1996 when I was 22, I guess. Yeah, 22. And um, I was living in Memphis and playing, I'd been playing like in Mississippi and in Memphis uh, for several years, like when I was in high school and then in college. And I got signed out out of uh, Memphis at a show I was playing and, um, and it's funny because really the way I got my start was my manager at the time was he was a manager at a record store in Oxford called the Gin Alley. And, you know, back in those days, there were still people like, you know, people from labels calling in, marketing people, you know, calling into record stores to get the music in the stores. And so he, we called him Fish. His name was Mark. We called him Fish. And so Fish had the opportunity to talk to a lot of those record people. So he had sent an EP that I had made with a song called Superhero on it to Ray Farrell at Geffen Records. And because they had struck up a friendship. And it was kind of like, it really was a crazy, that was a crazy overnight story. Like I had been playing out and touring in Mississippi and in the South and stuff and in college and whatever. But like, you know, having him have that conversation to them taking the song around Geffen and like, Everybody get ex- getting excited about, you know, what that song could be uh, was kind of an overnight crazy thing. So I played this random show in Memphis and Ray came to the show. I mean, it wasn't even a great show. Do you know what I mean? But like, but the potential <laughs> was all there. The potential was all there. So, um, so that's how I got my start. It's just so funny, like random connect, like just random connections. Um, that's really cool. But yeah, so that's how I started. And then I and ended did- up moving to L.A. Were you always playing your own music? Were you playing covers? And I guess how did you get started writing your own Well, you know, I always had written my own songs. 
Um, I did have a band with a couple of people, a couple other singer-songwriters in Memphis uh, called Hedges, Star, and Young. Uh, and we played cover songs, which was fun. We like we played to a lot of people playing cover songs. Uh, so there's something to that. But um, But I was very precious, I would say, in the beginning of playing. Like, I was very precious about playing my own songs. You know, it was important to me that people knew that I had written those songs myself. I have a question. Are we coming? Are you coming to us live from your studio at home? <laughs> I am. Yes, I'm coming to you live from uh, from Radtown Music Studios. I love it. Awesome. Uh, for our listeners, we can see all kinds of awesome music type things around her and loving the loving the reserve. My sister, my brother, my brother. Isn't that night. nice? Well, well, let me give you the I'll give you the 360 view so you can see. I just got drums in here, which is very exciting. Wow. And, Do you well, play those other instruments? I do. Yes. I play a little bit of everything. Um, guitar is my best instrument, but, um, but I play a little bit of everything. I've been practicing the drums cause I have a secret fantasy about being a drummer in somebody's band. Give us some advice for guitar playing because man, it's hard. Oh, I started playing guitar when I was probably 13. Um, was at a camp in Mississippi called strong river camp and farm. And, um, they had international counselors, which was super fun, I thought. And there was a guy there who was teaching people how to play guitar. And I just sat down and kind of took to it really quickly. Like, you know, I had taken piano lessons when I was younger. My mom really wanted me to play the piano. I, I think probably because it was a more respectable instrument, but also but also you can go a lot of places from the piano. I, I kinda wish that I'd stuck to that, but I don't I did not like to practice. You know, so um, so when I so when I sat down to play the guitar, it just came very naturally to me, and I just you know kind of couldn't stop playing. Not us, but we'll get there. Yeah, it's I find it hard to like force myself to practice, and I think it's just because I I I feel like I suck, and so I really gotta build up that need and want to practice. I'm just going to say it's because I'm defiant. I'm like, I have to do this. And I guess you didn't want to get any better. Oh, that's so awesome. So tell us more about the drums. You said you have a fantasy about playing the drums. I do. Yeah. So I've always kind of had a fantasy about being a drummer in somebody's band. So I'm working on it. I'm manifesting it. Oh, that's what you got to do, right? I got to manifest. Maybe I don't have to like practice. I just have to manifest. That's right. That's right. We got to practice. Okay, so we know that you have done a lot of collaborations and write for other artists. Um, tell us about that. What? How is that? How does that differ from writing for yourself? And we want to know what your songwriting process is. Yeah, which, that's, by the way, I love fireworks with milk carton kids. It's on. It's, oh, it's, thank you. It's hey, so well, thanks. That that. Thank you so much. You know, I was really touched that Joey had reached out about one because. They're starting to do some some collaborations, and so I was touched that he reached out and wanted to do that because you know I haven't I hadn't seen them at the time we did this a few months ago. I hadn't seen them in a long time, so it was neat to reconnect with them. And it you know it it puts a little spring in your step, you know, when an artist covers one of your songs or you know wants to reimagine one of your. I mean, I had never had anybody want to do that before, so I was very grateful. So thank okay. you so much for that feedback. I'm I'm excited. Thank you. I love it. I love it. Yeah, it's fantastic. Thank and of you. course. My sister, my brother, we, which is how we saw you live, which was yes, fantastic. We had the absolute pleasure of seeing you and Sean McConnell live for my sister, my brother in Des Moines, Iowa. Fantastic. Hoping that you're going to come back around soon. Um, and we can see you again. Cause I love it. Love it. Love it. Oh, thank you so much. Well, 
it was a beautiful experience to be out there with them and it was a fun show and I have some family in Des Moines, so it was nice to get back there, too. I haven't been back there in a little bit. Where did you grow up? Obviously, the South, because you have an accent, and we, we don't. <laughs> well, I grew up in the Memphis area. So I grew up in uh, Hernando, Mississippi, which is about 15, 20 miles south of Memphis. So okay. I went to school. I always went to school in Memphis uh, and lived in Hernando. So I, I kind of just... And technically, Hernando uh, is a part of the Memphis metropolitan area. So it's, you know, it's kind of one and the same. A lot of people live in Mississippi, but commute to Memphis to do everything else. Memphis is a big hub for music. So no wonder it was Perfect. you were drawn to it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you said that. I'm glad you yeah. said that because I feel like sometimes Memphis gets a little bit left in the dust with Nashville. No, but, but I think, I think, you know, like, if you know, you know that Memphis is funky and weird in a great way that's mm -hmm. just better, you know? So Elvis has yeah. a big place in my heart. So <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, oh. yeah, I'm a big Elvis yeah. fan. I always have been. So was there something for you that like was there something that clicked about it? Like what why Elvis, you know? I just love his voice. I love the, you know, I love the fun, funky stuff like in the 50s the faster songs i love the um slower songs too and i'll tell you my husband and i renewed our vows in vegas with elvis El and elvis impersonator was was our like, preacher guy well it was amazing and we almost got got into a fight i say in air quotes again uh we were somewhere and there was a picture <laughs> of elvis and johnny cash and i go oh look it's johnny cash oh and elvis and she was like Whoa what <laughs> and i don't dislike elvis i was just being funny she was just trying Listen, to <laughs> oh man well that's yeah that's awesome i love that so you've been to graceland probably more than once oh yes yeah. yeah. so going back to your songwriting process do you have like exercises you do do you have anything like how do you start to finish a song can you kind of give Gosh. us like a rundown yeah well to be honest with you so i when i first started writing songs um, you know, I, they, I, they were all my songs and I just was very precious about collaborating. You know, I was very yeah. precious about it, you know, and it's, and I laugh about that now because, because I was trying to get to the point of, you know, now I collaborate constantly and I prefer it, you know, That's I prefer cool. collaborating. I prefer being a part of a team and I never did before, you know, I'm an only child too. So I, you know, and I grew up in evangelical Christianity. I mean, I touched on that a little bit at the show with Sean. Um, you know, so I, I was, I think I was protective. I think that's part of it. Again, I've been unpacking a lot of the, the trauma I went through in evangelical Christianity and, and um, you know, all that ostracization and judgment and, you know, that I went through. And, and I think that some of my protectiveness about my music and all that might've been, you know, just not knowing who to let in and who to trust. And, um, right. But anyway, I now prefer collaborating and it's harder for me to get in the room by myself and write things, though it's been tugging at me more and more and I've been giving it more, I've been giving it more due attention. Like, okay, you know, I want to be able to do that and not feel, I want to be able to sit down by myself and like you said, start something, you know, at least finish something. I have that perfectionist thing of without having the immediate feedback, you know, it's like you have to really flex that muscle to remind yourself that you can trust yourself with what you want to say and nothing's the end all be all. Like, so what if you finish a song and it's not great? You know, it's like, what does that yeah. mean? You know, I get in my way so much about talking myself out of things because what would so-and-so say if they were here? Well, it doesn't matter, does it? Because so-and-so is not here, you know? So who <laughs> fucking cares what they would say because they're not no, here. Right. 
That's great. This is about yeah. you, Garrison. Like, what is your truth? Who are you as an artist? And don't be afraid to to show that because I never was when I was young. You know, I, was, I had all that bravado and thought I knew everything. And now, you know, it seems when you have more tools and you become more, more evolved, you, in some ways, now you're in a transition of like, well, who am I without all that? anger uh, and you know bravado like who am i just sitting absolutely. in this just sitting in who i you know just sitting in my own soup you know yeah with my yeah. own whatever it is i have to give who am i you know i think that's <laughs> yeah. can be that's scary great. as we get older and i yeah and i think you're right that we all get in our own way so much and we're our own worst critics and yeah. and we gotta let a lot of that go while we're emoting and writing and yeah and that kind of stuff i totally get that i started as a poet and I was Ooh. like, I'm keeping all of my things to myself. Like I didn't, I like, I didn't even want to share with her. I was like, no, no one can read this. Like this is yeah, like, weird. once I let it out, once I let it out, yes. then like, the genius oh, moment is over. As far as exercises or prompts, like if you're feeling stuck, do you ever use anything like that for writing? And then do you start with lyrics first or music first? You know, I have not, I don't, try a, I don't try the prompts. I like that idea though. That's kind of a, that's intriguing. I want to touch back on that in a second. Cause that seems like a neat idea. Again, you know, there's this, I have always had this idea that like, well, I should just be able to do it. I shouldn't have to look at rhyme zone. I shouldn't have to have tools. Right. I should just be able to access the muse and write like I used to or whatever, whatever I'm comparing myself to. It's like, which is constant by the way, you know, um, but I love that idea of those kinds of tools and prompts because I mean, of course that's helpful. You know what I mean? Like I know a lot of friends who are in songwriting groups, like where they challenge each other. Well, you were just talking about this. Yeah. Well, y'all, yeah. well, I don't know if it's the same kind of thing. Tell me, but like, you know how it'll be like a few people and they, someone chooses a theme and they have to write a song a week on that theme or whatever. Yep. Kind of like that. Yeah. 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 Okay. Very similar to which, what we're doing. Which always feels like pressure to me. I hate signing up for that stuff, but I think, <laughs> I think it's a good thing though, because it probably helps you tell me, cause y'all are doing something like that, but it, I feel like it, it probably helps to get outside of your precious little zone where you think everything you do is like amazing. I have a friend, my friend, Allie Moss was like, you know what? I've been doing this thing where I've been challenging myself to write a song in a minute and whatever oh comes gosh. out in one minute. You know, like that's what it is. Right. Or it was like one minute or three minutes or something. She was wow. doing these timed exercises. And I just was like, well, that wants me, that just like makes me want to throw up. I feel like I'm going to have a heart attack <laughs> just thinking about that. I feel like so far, so we're in day four of five of five yeah. of writing. And I feel like, so we tried it before and I was like, fuck this. I'm done. I'm not right. doing this. I can't do and it. then we tried again. And actually this week it's been going a little better. Like I feel a little more excited about it. So we kind of made our a challenge to ourselves in September to kick ourselves in the butt and get going again and, and write. Cause August we were traveling around going to see a bunch of shows. And, and uh, so September was our time to get back in it. So Good. wait, did you say you're just challenging yourself to write a song a day? No. Well, kind of. So it's, it's five and five challenge. We're in a club called Song Fancy Song Club. Ooh. And um, there's a lady named Sarah Spencer who's from Nashville. And she puts out prompts and, and gives feedback and, and is a songwriter <laughs> herself. And uh, cool. so this week is a five and five challenge where you're supposed to write five songs in five days. With prompts. Nice. Yeah. And using the prompts. With prompts. So, we're writing the lyrics because right now we haven't really dove in too much to the Melody songwriting parts. part because um, we're still sucking at the guitar. <laughs> ourselves, mess you around. Got- we know some chords. We can make it work. Yeah. <laughs> you got to get in there. You just got to get yep. in there and just do it. I mean, it's helpful. Well, it's helpful. You know, when you feel that fear, that's the time to get up and just go pick it up. 
Cause yeah. I'll do the same thing. I'll be sitting, you know, I struggled for a long time with anxiety of just getting off the couch in the morning. Just that idea of like, what am I going to do today? What am I, and it's, you know, I had to develop, I had to develop, you know, routines and, you know, sometimes I think you, my old sponsor in Al-Anon used to say, you just get up and do the next right thing. If you're sitting there for too long, you just, you'll stay there and then you get depressed and then you're ashamed and then you feel like shit. It's like a lot of times when I'm, when I'm stuck like that and I'm like, I can't get up. It's like, yes, you can. You get up, walk to the tar, pick it up. And then you're like, oh, I did it. And then it sounds silly, but it's like, you're like, I did it. Okay. I'm going to give myself, you know, before I go out on the road, I'll do, um, so I guess this maybe taps into your question about exercise is like, about two to three weeks out, like when I have a show, depending on how much I feel like I need to rehearse because I've just been sitting on my ass for the past month or whatever. <laughs> I, I used to like, I usually start about a month out trying to kind of assess like, all right, what what's this next gig going to be? What do I need to do? And so I make myself, I commit to myself that I'm going to go through the set once a day. So I'm singing every day, you know, mostly unless something comes up or whatever. But during the week, it's part of my job. I'm going over my set for in three weeks or whatever it is, I'm going over my set. I'm thinking about my banter. Like I never used to do any of that stuff. But when <laughs> I think about having never done it, I was like, what, the, what are you talking about? You're a professional artist. You know what I mean? That's yeah. you're playing shows for people. Like, you know, people want to go see a show. I think that's hard sometimes for singer songwriters because it, there is a difference between a singer songwriter artist and like a star like pink or something. She, yes, right. she writes her yeah. own songs. Yeah. But she's not schlepping it around, you know, just playing a co solo acoustic at places. She's putting on like a show. So I think, yeah. I don't know, I guess I'm working through this idea right now just about how I never really used to think about what I was presenting to people. I just thought, oh, well, they'll get it because I'm the artist and they'll understand. It's like, no, actually, they, they won't. You know what I mean? Like, if yeah. you don't know what it is, they're not going to know what it is either. And that's not <laughs> going to work to your advantage. You know what I mean? I don't Absolutely. know. I guess that's that's more of the difference between being in the business and or just I don't know. I mean, I've been to shows. I'm sure we all have where the person just stands there and there's no banter and there's no like interaction. Yeah. And you're just kind of like, this is really awkward. I yeah. Know. Well, and I think people yeah. crave relationship too. They crave that connection. And when you're telling us about your music and you're telling us about what it means to you, it starts to mean something to us mm -hmm. too. So that I, I totally understand too. That's, that's a fantastic way to look at it. Yeah. I've always wondered if people forget their songs before they go on tour, like <laughs> have these older songs. I don't remember them anymore. I always wondered that. Well, I mean, you know, that is something, I mean, look, if, unless you're, you know, unless you're a huge artist who's just constantly touring and, and going back to that well, you know, like, I guess if you're Taylor Swift, I mean, you really do have to, you got to go back a ways, you know, because people yeah. are going to want to hear Romeo and Juliet. And they're going to want to hear other stuff like off of her earlier stuff that's so different from what yeah. she's doing now. But, you know, I think it is important. I mean, again, I used to be very, um, I don't know, just um, what's the word? I want to say aggressive, but it's not quite right. It's like I used to be very uh, annoyed, like proprietary about what I would tell what I wanted to give to the audience. Like yeah. if somebody would ask for some old song I didn't want to play, I'd be like, Ugh. you know, in my mind, I yeah. would just be like, gross, dude. Like I'm not doing that right now. But as I've matured and as as I've been humbled in my career, um, I understand now that like, you know, a lot of what I feel now as an artist is the part like being of service, mm -hmm. you know, that is part of what we're doing, right? Because people are, it's, it's an exchange. People are showing up 
to hear what you have to say. And in turn, you're open to saying some things that they want to hear. So whereas when I was younger, I would just be like, I'm playing whatever the fuck I want, you know, and you're gonna listen. now it's like I carve out when I'm when there's enough time in a show and I, you know, I, I will carve out a space for like, hey, does anybody want to hear anything? If I remember it, I'll play it. And and, you know, being a part of Patreon has been really cool, too, uh, cool. because you got to you got to get creative with that and find ways to engage people and do creative stuff. So, you know, a couple of years ago, I did a series where I was playing certain records from front to back. And um, and that was helpful, too, in learning some of those older songs that people that people consistently request. They aren't my favorites to play, but it's like, well, at least they're in my wheelhouse again because I, mm-hmm. I touched base on that. I, yeah, so I think I, in some ways, was ashamed of some of that music, you know, feeling like it didn't do as well as it should have, or, you know, I don't know. It's just a phase that I went through, or transitions that you go through, maybe, over well, time. evolving, too, as an artist. You yeah. evolved into into your what you're doing now. So yeah. are there favorite songs yeah. that you like to play? Well, let's see. Yes, for the Gospel Truth stuff that I've been showcasing, which is the next record I'm going to put out, um, hopefully yeah. next year, there are a few songs on there, like Better Day Coming and It's All Right. I love playing those. Shame the Devil, Hallelujah Come Together. And then I think like off a of Girl Used to Be, Girl I Used to Be, The Devil in Me, of course, is one of my favorites. And that's one of everybody's favorites. Downtown Hollywood, Run. Make peace with it, and the train that's bound for glory. Those are some favorites that I that awesome. I love. The train that's bound for glory, I always love to play because it just feels easy, and if you know, it feels like a song that like everybody can sing along to. And then that's another thing that that you know has happened for me is that I now want to include people in what I'm doing up there. You know, like I want people to sing along. I want people to engage. I want people to feel a part of it. I don't want to feel like it's just me up there proselytizing i I like to feel like we're all engaged in it and we can sing along to these songs and i don't know it takes some it takes some pressure off you know what i'm saying yeah well tell us a little more about the new album so you don't know exactly when it's coming out did you say you just said the name of it but i missed it the gospel truth hopefully next year Yes, that's what I'm, I've released a couple of singles. I've released sing, three, four singles so far. Um, two of the same song, but one's an acoustic version, one's a full band version from the record. I basically started releasing these songs after we got some placements, like some syncs around them and some TV shows. And they, the execution of the release of, of these songs wasn't quite like it wasn't quite perfect. You know what I mean? So I'm not sure that it was as impactful as I'd wanted to be, but, um, you know, I think that's also kind of where we are in the in, in the in the world right now, and especially in this industry right now that's so oversaturated, which is a good thing and a bad thing. And you know, releasing music is such a it's such an interesting. It's just kind of the wild west again. Even managers that I've talked to and people that are on labels or working at labels are just like, dude, nobody knows what's going on. You know. I just met a dude, uh, this guy that was at my last show that I played in Los Angeles a week ago for my residency that I'm doing out here. This guy is from North Carolina. He's a dad with two kids. Doesn't even really, I mean, always wanted to play music, but never did. Decided to get on TikTok Live and made $50,000 in a week. That's crazy. Wow. And only because everybody's looking over here and there are people who are trying things over here. And these people will eventually now come over here because they hear about what's working over here. I think it helps me to remember that we're all just trying to manage what we've got and to make the best of it. You know, like, I don't know if that was part of what we were talking about. I just went off on yeah, a bunny yeah. trail. And you mentioned your residency. What are you doing for that? 
Well, it started in April and it was every other month for four months. So the last one is going to be the end of October. And I'll be playing, circling back to the gospel truth was what you originally asked me about. Mm-hmm. We'll be playing uh, the, we'll be playing full band gospel truth songs that night. And I'm super excited. So yeah, so released a couple of singles and now are just trying to figure out how to get the whole record out. You know, I really want it to have an opportunity to, to reach people. And I'm not sure, you know, I think you do have to, you do have to put a little money into that machine, I think, to make it work for you. Trying to figure out the funding of that and just, you know, what what's the right home for it? I know my sister, my brother has some music coming out too. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. So we have our, our full EP that's coming out. We've been releasing songs every like six weeks or so. And our um, full EP comes out uh, September 29th. So Ooh. I'm really excited. Sean's in Europe right now opening for Morgan Wade which is great. Yeah. It's good for him. He's doing, he's having a great time over there. So, so yeah, so we're just kind of posting a few things up, trying to uh, fan some flames for that EP that's coming out on the 29th of September. And then, you know, hopefully we'll get back on the road together next year. We are talking about what that will look like and when it could happen. And so anyway, I'm excited about, I'm excited. Thank you so much. y'all. I really appreciate it. So outside of songwriting, what are your other interests? Golf. Good. Okay. Golfer. I'm obsessed with it. I just played this morning. I went, there's a par three. I'm trying to work up the courage to go play like a full 18 hole, you know, par four, like regular par course, like 72, whatever. I'm trying to work up the, like, I'm not, I like to play as a single, you know, I don't want to have to get matched up with anybody. And there's a par three around the corner where they don't care how many people go out because you can only walk. So it's like, if you want to go out, you know, whatever. So I'm, I'm working up to, I've been out as a single a couple of times, you know, on a regular par course, but like, I just, I know it's part of what you need to do to get better at golf. You just, you got to play with people you don't know. You've got to get used to playing your own game. But anyway, I'm obsessed with it. And I went and played this morning and just kind of get back out there. I, I hadn't played in a few weeks. So I was like, after you go for a little while, you're just like, oh, what if my swing? I got to get my swing back. So we have three questions. So we always ask, we ask everyone that we talk to. Um, no. First is who are your influences and or idols? And it can be oh. current, past, whatever you would. Well, definitely um, Indigo Girls. You know, they're, I mean, they're probably my favorite band of all time. The Bangles. Yeah, the Bangles have always been a huge, I'm a huge fan of the Bangles. Tom Petty, huge fan of Tom Petty. I listened to, when I was growing up, I listened to a lot of different music. I listened to uh, the Ink Spots. I listened to a lot of Bonnie Raitt, Sean Colvin, Tori Amos, you know, uh, the uh, Animal House soundtrack. That's something we always listened to in the car, which just had tons of different, my parents, like, my parents like like good music. You know, they listened to a lot of good stuff when I was growing up. So I feel like I was influenced, um, you know, in a good way there. And, of course, Amy Grant, the collection. I mean. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. yeah. Us, too. That's funny. Come, come on. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. That record. I mean, that record was great. Do you have a favorite lyric or favorite song? And what is it? And why? Oh, interesting. <laughs> gosh. I know. That's well, a really hard one. It is a hard thing Definitely one of my favorite songs of all time is that song Insider by Tom Petty. Ooh, nice. It's a great one. And maybe on the spot, if I had to pull it out, I would say I've had to live with some hard promises, but I've crawled through the briars. I'm an insider. I think that that. I've always felt very connected to that song. And, you know, I, I wonder exactly what it's about, but I feel like it's about the, you know, I feel like it's about the burden of creativity and being an artist. I feel like that's where, I mean, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, but that's the way I always took it is like, man, I know about some shit, you know, I've seen some shit. 
Okay, so if you could perform with and or write with any one artist, living or dead, who would it be and why? Wow. Gosh, man. I mean, I would probably say Tom Petty again. I think it would have been it would have been incredible to have been in his orbit at all, you know, to have been able to perform with him or write with him or just be in the actual, excuse me, in the room with him behind the scenes, you know, in his element. I think that would have been incredible. I think that would have been an awesome collaboration. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Well, thanks. I'd probably be shitting my pants. I would have done it. Well, we were nervous before we got to talk to you. And I don't know why, because you're so easy to talk to. Because oh, we're, man. we're nervous about us. Yes. Yeah. Nervous talking to anyone. I do too. We're like, oh. weird, no, but well, y'all are great. Uh, y'all are great hosts. You're great interviewers. You're super sweet, magnetic people. So I wouldn't worry Thank about you. anything. That's so nice. We would love Let's to have you day. play a song for us if you would be willing. And I'd love to. Let's see. Okay. Yeah, I'd love to. Let's see this sitting right here. So we'll use this. So let me just play Let me think for a minute. Maybe we'll do, let's do Better Day Coming. Yay. Did I do yay. that one? Did I do that one at the show? Yes, I think so. I, or I could do It's All Right, which is actually available for people to download, like, in their, in its current state. Maybe I'll do that. Okay, that uh, sounds good. I'll do that one instead. Let's see. Okay, so this song is called It's All Right, and I wrote it with, uh, I wrote it with my compatriot, A.G., Adrian Gonzalez. Um, She goes by A.G. in her business life now, but her name is Adrian Gonzalez. And she's so talented. She's an incredible songwriter. She's got the coolest voice. You know, um, incredible producer. It's annoying, actually, that she's so talented. But uh, she's made, she's found her way um, as of late as a producer in the sync space, you know, the TV and film space, trailer space. And she, uh, you know, she does really well with that. But she's an incredible songwriter across all fronts. And we, uh, as, as we are, yeah, do. Because she has a whole Spotify page with all the artists okay. that she's had placements with. I think you, you would find it to be inspiring. Um, but we wrote this song called It's All Right. And um, like I said, it's these are all gospel-inspired songs. Uh, the whole record is. And I think, I mean, truth be told, the sound of it is definitely a lane where I can exist as an artist in TV and film. So we definitely had that in mind. But through that process of writing all these songs, number one, I realize the importance of accessibility for people in songwriting. Um, you know, it's, it's all well and good to sit up there with your diary entry about your feelings, which is what I did for a very long time. And there's a place for that. There's a place for that. You know, you got to get that out. But in terms of uh, universal, universality or whatever, you know, it's nice for people to feel that they can also identify with what you're writing about. And I think that's a lane that you can pick. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you can I'm make sure. it more accessible or you can yeah. decide that it's not going to be because you'd rather just do it the way you want to do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's back to what you were talking so, about before. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and, and through this process, too, it's it's created this vibe where I, where people can sing along, which I don't think, you know, a lot of my songs were that for people before, you know. Some of them were, but the majority of them weren't. Um, they were all super personal and you know, again, nothing wrong with that, but it's just a vibe. Um, but through this, I've I've also kind of um, reacquainted myself with my roots. You know, I'm from Mississippi. I'm from the Mid-South area. You know, I'm from the Bible Belt. And, uh, you know, I shouldn't have to give up my love of gospel music and love of spiritual, you know, 
spiritual music. I shouldn't have to give that up just because I was treated poorly by a bunch of fucking assholes. I, I get to, you know, I get to be where I'm from and love the things about it. So this has reconnected me with that, which has been special and healing. Yeah, so, so this song is called It's All Right. Does it sound okay? What a fun, oh my gosh. fun time. Thank you all so much for having me. Thank you for joining us today. Yeah, it's are... been fantastic. So we have to give give you your time, though, for shameless plug. Where can we hear your music? Where do you see you live? Anything else you want us to know? Anything else you want to promote? 
Yes. Well, I'm not, I, I'm not, uh, for right now, I'm not on the road a whole lot as I know of. I mean, it, you know, things pop up. So I may be out again before the end of the year. Check my website. I, I do pretty well at keeping that updated. Um, I'm on all the socials. I'm, I'm Garrison Star at Garrison Star on Instagram, Garrison Star Music on Facebook. Um, there is another Garrison Star account, but I never check it. So Garrison Star Music on Facebook. And then I'm on TikTok as the real Garrison Star. Because right. someone had already taken money. So that was annoying. Yeah, so I'd say, you know, I'd point people to uh, whatever, wherever they go to listen to music to see what's what's current. Um, like I said, I've, I've released a few of those Gospel Truth tracks this year, and um, I'm probably just going to keep hammering away at that for a bit and see what comes up for the rest of the year. But, um, but yeah, wherever you like to check in, whether it be social media or website. I know websites are... I don't know if people still go to websites, but I have one. Thank you so much. Oh my Garrett. gosh. And yes, it's been you. such a pleasure. We appreciate your time. Absolutely. Me too. And oh, and my my usual outro is if you like this podcast and you want to give us five stars and or a thumbs up or whatever you like to do, please do so. And if you're a musician and you want to be interviewed and you're listening to this, contact us at NashvilleHotChickenMusic at gmail.com. Oh, yeah. hell yeah. <laughs> Nashville Hot Chicken Music. That's what I'm talking about. Y'all are the okay, best. Bethany and I were thrilled to get to talk with Garrison and we are so excited for her new album and her new projects coming up with my sister, my brother. Check those out anywhere you can stream or buy music, preferably buy. We want to support our artists. Thank you for listening to Sisters in Song.